Welcome, welcome back. You are listening to the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. I am your hostess with the most is Mackenzie Brooks, aka the Mac Truck, aka your worst nightmare, aka the Prince of Pain, aka the human garbage disposal. I have several different personalities, and you all just heard about all of them. It's Friday, February 23rd, 2024. On a very early Friday evening, Friday morning rather, or Thursday evening, depending on if you've gone to bed yet. I have not gone to bed yet. It's just about 1.10 in the morning here. Got a lot to cover for the past couple days. Took a good day and a half off from doing content. Now we're back in the saddle, per normal. Super short docket for you, but lots of games to cover, lots of details to cover. Uh, gonna talk about college uh, basketball, men's and women's recap, NBA recap, and just some some banter really a little bit of a rant now i was gonna come on here and start this podcast with a complete rant of somebody on my facebook page but after that person and i essentially worked out our misunderstandings i you know don't feel the need to be a giant female dog as i normally would when people irritate the gray hair off of me Um, I mean, I'm 32 and I don't have no gray hair, but if I were to have one, it would probably be caused of this person. Either way, point being is sometimes when we get into fandom, whether it's sports that we heavily follow, sports that we play, uh, or sports, you know, that we just happen to come across, sometimes stupidity in fandom makes us do stupid shit. Excuse my French. Actually, don't excuse my French because this is my podcast and if I'm going to cuss, I'm going to cuss. Anywho. Um, you know, sometimes when you agree on something and you just agree on something on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of your own team, it makes for an interesting debate. I got called all kinds of stuff today and I'm not saying I'm innocent because Lord knows if anybody knows me, I'm not. I'm the queen of shit talk. I'm the queen of getting on your skin. I'm the queen of irritating the entire living hell out of 99% of people in my life my own self included sometimes i'd be thinking myself into attitude like get out of my face and then i'd be like oh wait i was the one who did that it wasn't even nobody else for real tonight however not that case got into a little bit of a disagreement with somebody i actually have a lot of respect for outside of the goofy things this person may or may not say about athletes of a different gender okay that's besides the point point is we had a disagreement you know obviously went on to social media per normal because that's what people do don't matter how old you are it's a thing 
we fixed it, figured it out, solved it. You know, it is what it is. So a little bit less of that, a little bit more sports. So go ahead and get into it. Start with uh, men's college basketball recap. And again, some of these games are from a couple days ago because we didn't have content. So bear with me. <clears throat> Number five, Tennessee men uh, go into Mizzou and get a big one on the road. Uh, 72 to 67. Uh, Toby Awala for the Tennessee Volunteers drops 18 points, 10 rebounds, zero assists, and one block. Sean East, the second for the Mizzou Tigers, drops 24 points, four rebounds, six assists, and no blocks. Team stats for the Vols and Tigers game Vols shot overall 24 for 57 with a 41 point or 42.1 percentage, uh, excuse me. Tigers shot 21 for 56 for 37.5 point um, percentage across the board. Field goal three-point percentage is as it stands. 5 for 17 for the Vols for a 29.5 point percentage to a 10 for 17 for a 37 percentage in favor of the Tigers. Vols shot 19 for 27 from the free throw line. Charity stripe for a 70.5 point percentage to a 15 for 21 from the charity stripe for the Mizzou Tigers in favor of Mizzou just by 1.4%, bringing it to 71.4% for the free throws from the Mizzou Tigers and rounding out this first game, 34 rebounds for the Tigers to the 39 rebounds in favor of Tennessee. Moving on to the next game in our men's recap docket here. 20, number 22, Colorado State Rams go to New Mexico, who really should have been ranked, I feel like, in the men's top 25 AP um, college basketball poll. But getting this win, I feel like, should cement them in the top 25 here when the next ranking comes out. They were favored by 7.5. They did not cover. They ended up beating the Colorado State Rams, them being New Mexico Lobos. 68-66, to two-point win in favor of them. Isaiah Stevens for the Colorado State Rams drops 20 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists, and 1 block. Jamel Mashburn, the second, or junior rather, drops 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 1 assist with 0 blocks. Team stats for the Rams and Lobos as it stands. Rams shot 24 for 58 for a 41.5 percentage to a 24 for 64 of the Lobos for a 37.5 percentage, three-point percentages and stats as it stands. Rams shot six for 23 points for a 30 percent across the board to a five for 15 for the Lobos, shooting 33.3 percent in favor of the Lobos themselves. Points and stats from the charity stripe free throw line, 12 for 15 for the Rams for an 80 percent free throw percentage in favor of them to a 15 to 23 for a 65.2 percent finally rounding out this game 40 rebounds for the rams to 39 rebounds for the lobos so uh, lobos got the win by two again with the individual stats and the team stats all of a formula for a two-point close win unfortunately like i said the lobos did not cover but they got the w and that's all that matters at least for them in their eyes Um, I think the Lobos will move into the rankings with a couple games left in the regular season before we get to March Madness on both men's and women's college basketball. Moving on to some Big Ten matchups here. Number 12, Illinois, goes into Penn State and drops a big one, loses by one, 89-90 in favor of Penn State. 
Illinois men were favored by seven and a half on the road, which is interesting because Penn State, just like any other team, seems to be more comfortable and plays very, very well in their home territory. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr. for the Fighting Illini men drops 35 points, 11 rebounds, zero assists, and one block, while Nick Kern Jr. for the Penn State Nittany Lions drops 22 points, four rebounds, two assists, and one block. I'm going to stop at this game for just a second. So this is this is the BS and just crap that irritates the absolute hell out of me when it comes to sports and fandom and student sections and all kinds of things. So the Penn State um, student section decided it was going to be okay to chant at um, Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, basically chant no means no um, while he was on the court or while he was shooting at any time. Um, I don't know if anybody from Penn State realizes who their one of their previous football coaches was. Um, if we're really what we're not going to do is we're not going to sit there and say some BS like that and then forget you go to a school that literally just had a scandal very similar to the one that you're chanting about on the court. So let's be a little bit fucking classy and let's not maybe do that. Okay, fact of the matter is, is uh, Mr. Shannon Jr. is still playing. None of you stink balls in the stands are playing basketball or really any sport at this point. And if you are, you're not showing, you're not showing great sportsmanship. Like, really? No means no. Okay, well, maybe you should take your own advice, sis, and look at the school that you go to and the scandals that y'all have been a part of. I don't want to hear another damn word come out of your mouth talking about some no means no. Be classy, Penn State. Be better. Good God. Jeez. Oh. I know Dale, I literally know Dale dog poop that's classier than some of the crap that's been coming out of y'all mouth lately. And I don't give a damn if I get flat for it. Not at all. This is the spicy version of the Mac Truck Podcast. If you clearly ain't been listening, moving on to some team stats for this game here. Fighting Illini men going to shoot 31 for 64 for a 48.5 percentage to the Nittany Lions, 35 for 65 for a 53.8 percentage in favor of them. Three point percentages and stats across the board 9 for 24 for the Illini for 37.5 percent, 2 and 8 for 18 for the Nittany Lions again in favor of them. For a 44 and a half percentage from the charity stripe, 18 for 27 at a 66.7 rate for the Illini to a 12 for 20 for a 60.6 percent in favor of the Illini. And uh, rebounds here are going to favor them as well. 49 rebounds for the Fighting Illini men to 25 for the Nittany Lions. Again, individual stats, team stats, all a great formula for a close. Big Ten classic matchup minus the goofy-ass antics of the student section from Penn State. Again, y'all should not be running your mouth about no means no nothing when one of y'all coaches was Sandusky. I don't want to hear a damn thing come out of nobody's mouth after I've said what I said. I said what I said. I meant what I said. And it's a fact. Like, that's an actual fact. I don't come on here and just spew facts or hate because I dislike somebody or dislike something like... Everybody knows about Coach Sandusky, so y'all should probably reevaluate how you're coming into uh, games because y'all look stupid. Moving on to our next game in our men's college basketball recap here. Number one, UConn goes into Nebraska. 
number 15 Creighton and drops a big one. And I, for one, am not surprised that Creighton beat UConn. UConn loses 66-85 to in favor of Creighton. Tristan Newton drops 27 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, and 0 blocks for the UConn Husky men, while Steven Ashworth for the Creighton Blue Jay men drops 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 0 blocks. Team stats for this game currently, Husky shooting 29 for 56 for a 44% shooting average across the board to a 59 or 54.7 rather excuse me 54.7 percent for 29 for 53 shooting out of the blue jays three point percentages as it stands three for 16 for an 18.8 percent out of the husky men and a 14 to 28 for a 50 percent completion range in favor of the blue jays for them from the charity stripe, Husky shot 11 for 13 with an 84.5% to a 13 out of 17 for a 76.5, obviously favoring the Huskies. And finally, to round out this men's recap, 32 rebounds to 50 rebounds in favor of the Blue Jays. That's where the win was happening. Putbacks and points off of rebounds, whether offensive rebounds or defensive rebounds. If you don't even have rebounds, you don't have a great game. Or if you don't have more rebounds, you don't have a great game. However, sometimes when you have more rebounds doesn't necessarily mean that you win. And that's okay. Because sports happen and there's always a chance to correct it. Whether it's in the current season that you're in or a new one. Moving on to our next game here. TCU goes to visit number 23 Texas Tech Red Raiders. TCU drops a good one here. Only by one point though. 81-82 in favor of Texas Tech. Emmanuel Miller for the TCU Horned Frogs drops 15 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist, and 0 blocks. Pop Isaacs for the Texas Tech Red Raiders drops 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 0 blocks as well. Stats for the Horned Frogs and Red Raiders game is as follows. Per normal here on the Mac Truck Podcast, Horned Frogs going to shoot 30 for 71 for a 42.3 percentage. Red Raiders going to shoot 26 for 66 for a 38.4 percentage in favor of the Horned Frogs with that 42%. Moving on to our three-point percentage here as it stands, Horned Frogs going to shoot 5 for 19 at a 26.3% to a 6 for 22 for a 27.3%, favoring the Texas Tech Red Raider men's team. Moving on to the charity stripe here, free throws 16 for 21 for the Horned Frogs at 72.3%. And 24 for 28 for an 85.7 favoring the Red Raiders. And finally, to round out this game's recap, 49 rebounds for the Horned Frogs, 236 for the Red Raiders. Again, just like I said, sometimes when you have more rebounds, that doesn't necessarily mean you win. You can have more rebounds and not make a single point off of those rebounds. You can get rebounds and only have four points, you know, off of four, five, six, seven rebounds. It just depends on how you put the ball back in the bucket. Moving on to one of our final games here in our men's recap in terms of college basketball for the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. Number eight, Duke goes into Miami territory and grabs a big one on the road. Number eight, Duke comes into this game, gets the big win, 84-55. 
Duke was a six and a half point favorite and obviously covered well over the betting line. Jeremy Roach for the Blue Devil men dropped 16 points, three rebounds, three assists, and zero blocks. While Wuka Poplar, the big board for the Miami Hurricanes, dropped 15 points, three rebounds, one assist, and zero blocks as well. Team stats for both uh, the Blue Devils and Hurricanes as it stands. Blue Devils going to shoot overall 28 for 54 with a 52% um, range overall to the Canes, 19 for 61 for a 31%. Uh, Blue Devils going to be shooting 13 for 29 from the arc with a 44.8% to a 6 for 25 out of the Canes for 24%. Moving to the charity stripe, 15 for 21 with a 71.5 point percentage for the Blue Devils to the Hurricanes 11 for 14 for an 78.6 in favor of them. And finally, rounding out this game, 42 rebounds for the Blue Devils to 31 for the Hurricanes. Moving into SEC territory, number 24, Florida visits number 13, Alabama. And I apologize because apparently I didn't write down the actual score of this game, but I have all the stats. So Alabama was favored nine and a half points by this game. Um, Walter Clayton Jr. for the Florida Gators drops 27 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and one block. While Grant Nelson for the Tide drops 22 points, eight rebounds, one assist, and six blocks. That's a big game. Six blocks out of a small forward. That's, That's some G stuff. I love it. You love to see it. Gator and Tide team stats as it falls here. Gator is going to shoot 35 for 81 for a 43.2 percentage to a 37 of 84 for the Tide, shooting 44% even. Three point across the board. Nine for 30 for 30% for the Gators to a nine for 32 for 25% for the Tide in favor of the Gators. From the charity stripe, three throw line, we have 14 for 18 in favor of the Tide actually, Gator's going to shoot 77.8. Tide going to shoot 16 for 20 for an 80% range. And finally, 44 rebounds to 54 rebounds in favor of the Tide. We're going to take a quick break from all these hoops because so much, so much more hoops to go through. It's a lot, but we're going to go through it. We're also going to talk about the complete lack of effort from my Iowa Hawkeyes at the end of the women's recap. So we're going to take a break and step back here. I want to give a shout out to all the sponsors, uh, Truth Barbering Shop by Gary Duke Williams, my older brother, and my other older brother, Chris, that's the Barber Dixon. Uh, Again, over at uh, 6365 Windsor Heights, Iowa, University Avenue, over here in Des Moines, suburb area. If you're not getting your hair cut by these guys in the shop at Truth Barbering, I don't know what you're doing with your life. It's always okay to experience new things. Y'all got to remember that. Whether it's new haircuts by Truth Shop, whether it's new threads by, you know, In My Bag Apparel, the one of the main clothing sponsors for the Mac Truck Podcast here as it stands, you know, getting your designs printed by In My Bag or by Lulu's Designs. If you're not doing that, I don't know what you're doing with your life. And obviously, if you're not having your logos and designs and websites created or worked on by Camilo Rodriguez, the sole owner of CCR Webflow, 
and graphic design. I Again, I don't know what you guys are doing with your life. You know, supporting small businesses and smaller entities is literally how the world works. It's not always about Fortune 500s. It's not always about big corporate, you know, oh, I'm famous type thing. Like some of us are trying to get to that level, but the only way we do that is with big support from the local community. If you really, if you're really digging what you're seeing, hearing, wearing, things like that, experiencing online in terms of websites such as such, you would be considering some of the people that I have just mentioned outside of myself. You would be looking into small businesses. And, and again, like I said, small businesses is what keeps the, keeps the world growing at this point. People just, for whatever reason, are more willing to give their money to Fortune 500 companies and huge material and brand names rather than looking outside of the box or inside their box rather in terms of your own city your own state your own community like let's get it together and start supporting some of these small businesses moving on back to basketball here so grinding out our men's basketball college recap here number 16 Dayton goes into George Mason and drops one Dayton was favored by three and a half George Mason covered that three and a half. Dayton going to drop this one 67 to 71 in favor of George Mason. Duran Holmes II for the Dayton Flyers drops 26 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and one block. While Baraka Okoji for the George Mason Patriots drops 19 points, four rebounds, zero assists, and two blocks. Team stats for both the Flyers and Patriots as it stands Flyers going to be shooting 23 for 56 for a 41% field goal percentage across the board to the Patriots, 21 for 44 for 47.7 in favor of them. Three-point shots going to be 11 for 26 for the Flyers at a 42.3% to a 5 for 17 for the Patriots of George Mason with a 29.5%. Free throws and charity stripe stats here as it stands. Flyers going to be shooting 10 for 14 with a 71 and a half percent to the Flyers 24 for 29 or the, for the Patriots rather, excuse me, the Patriots 24 for 29 at 82.8 percent. Rebounds also going to favor the Patriots here in that four point win. 33 rebounds for the Patriots to 27 of the Dayton Flyers. Now, I don't know if beating number 16 Dayton will put George Mason into the top 25 for men's uh, the AP top 25 men's basketball poll for college I don't know I'll have to look out for that I don't know if that um, new poll for the new week has come out yet but there's still a lot of basketball to be played on both sides uh, before we get to March Madness here so uh, moving on DePaul visits Marquette up in Wisconsin and drops a big one uh, 71 to 105 in favor of Marquette Marquette was favored by 27 and a half. And obviously, if you can do the math, you know what happened. Um, Jane Henley for DePaul. And Jane Henley is has been kind of quiet this season, surprisingly. I don't know if it's just because they're still trying to get their footing under them or if they have just not had a great season. You know, unfortunately, with their record, they have not really had a great season. But sometimes records don't quite attribute to how the game physically is played you can only kind of go off of the record as it stands if you're not actually watching the team um Henley's gonna drop 
19 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, and 0 blocks. Cam Jones for Marquette. Going to drop 34 points, 1 rebound, 2 assist, and 0 blocks as well. Stats for the Blue Demons and Golden Eagles as it stands. Blue Demons going to shoot 22 for 54 at a 40.7% range. To the Golden Eagles, 44 for 74 at a 60-point range as it stands. Three-point shots and stats here as it stands. Four for 16 for the Blue Demons at a 25% rate. 13 for 32 at a 40.6% rate in favor of the Golden Eagles. Moving on from the Charity Stripe, Blue Demon's going to shoot 23 for 23 across the board. Obviously, can't be at 100%, but they're shooting 100% from the free throw line to a 4 for 7% and a 57.2 actual percentage for the Golden Eagles and 34 rebounds to 29 rebounds in favor of the Blue Demons, unfortunately. Again, you can have more rebounds and not necessarily win the game. Sometimes that's how it stands. Moving on to our last game in our let's recap here for college basketball. This game I actually watched. I got to watch on Wednesday night. Big, big game. Super intense. And I was like, I haven't seen a men's game this intense or this competitive for a long time. Number 17, Kentucky goes into LSU territory and drops one by one point. 74 to 75 in favor of the LSU Tigers. This game was uh, <laughs> this game was intense to say the least. Antonio Reeves is going to drop uh, 25 points, four rebounds, one assist, and zero blocks for the Kentucky Wildcats. Terrell Ward, who came up with the winning shot at the end of this game, 17 points, two rebounds, one assist, one block. If you watched the game in the highlights you know exactly how this game was won. If you didn't, LSU tried to shoot a three, bounced off the back of the rim, and Terrell Ward puts it back in for the two-point to win 75-74. to Wildcats and Tigers team stats as it stands here. 27 for 62 out of the Wildcats for a 44 percentage. To the Tigers, 25 for 56 for a 44.6 percentage in favor of them. Three-point stats as it stands for this final recap here of our men's college basketball recap. Wildcats going to be shooting 8 for 20 for a 40% across the board three-point-wise and a 9 for 20 out of a 45% for the Tigers. Charity stripe points and stats as it is. Another another team here with 100% free throw shooting, 12 for 12 from the Wildcats for 100% across the board to a 16 for 25 with a 64% even across the board. And finally, 30 rebounds for the Wildcats to 38 for the Tigers. So again, couple last two games, close in terms of rebounds, close in terms of points. Well, outside of Marquette dropping a hundred burger on DePaul, but in terms of team stat wise, super close here on the Mac Truck Podcast. Before we move on to our women's basketball college recap here, I had to rewrite my notes like seven different times because I didn't realize we were going to be off air for a couple days. So bear with me. I appreciate you guys all being here still and allowing me this time and space to share the knowledge and stats and banter with you. Moving on to our women's basketball recap for college. Starting out with number three, 
no, number 23, excuse me, number 23, Oklahoma Lady Sooners go into Cincinnati, Ohio to play the Cincy Bearcats in a Big 12 matchup. Going to get this one for the Lady Sooners, 93-87, to Skylar Van for the Oklahoma Sooners. Drops 22 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and 0 blocks. Jillian Hayes, who had a pretty good game herself, hasn't really gotten many looks lately, but I think partly because it's wintertime in the Midwest, and people, like, unfortunately get this thing called allergies and colds. She has been just a little bit off her game, but these stats say, tell me a little bit differently. Going to drop 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks on the day for the... Cincinnati Lady Bearcats moving into our team stats here for first recap of our ladies game. Sooners across the board. Going to go 37 for 73 at a 50% rate. 20 or 9 for 29 for a 30% rate as far as the three-point stripe is concerned. 12 for 17 with a 70.5% from the free throw. And from the rebound percentage, 39% or 39 rebounds, rather, for the Lady Oklahoma Sooners. Moving on to the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Field goal percentage, they're going to shoot 41.1% in total with a 31 for 74 shot range. Moving to the three-point stats here, 5 for 22 with a 22.7% free throw or three-point shot rather free throws are pretty similar in terms of number wise going to shoot 20 for 26 here a little bit better actually 76.9 percent and 49 rebounds for the Bearcats so again you can have more rebounds and not win the game it happens all the time Bearcats um three-point percentage though surprises me because they're normally a better three-point shooting team but again sometimes those games you just come across that don't go your way. And again, one of those games we'll be talking about here at the end of the women's basketball recap. Don't want to get into it right now because I'm going to go off on a tangent, so I apologize. Y'all going to have to stick with me. Next game on our women's college basketball docket here. Number 22, West Virginia Mountaineers go to Kansas State. Number 10, the Lady Wildcats. Lady Wildcats were favored by three and a half and covered. West Virginia 64, K-State 73. J.J. Quinterly for the West Virginia Mountaineers. I, first of all, I love J.J. Quinterly. Everything about her game, everything about how she plays, everything how she commands the floor is just out of this world. J.J. Quinterly, I feel like, is very looked over. And it's kind of agitating because I'm just sitting here like, damn, like she's a good point guard. Why is nobody else talking about how effective she's being when it comes to the game of basketball but unfortunately when you have so many other things and phenoms and players of like mine in terms of how JJ Cornelly plays and there's other players that play just like that but better it's hard when you sometimes you can get overshadowed uh, JJ Cornelly gonna drop 23 points four rebounds zero assists and five blocks for a point guard five blocks and steals that's nuts crazy I love it though um, Ioka Lee for the K-State Lady Wildcats. Gonna have a big game herself. 34 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 blocks, and 1 steal. Team stats as it stands here. Mountaineers gonna shoot 25 for 71 with a 35.2% across the board from the 
three-point line. Going to have eight for 30 for 26.7. From the charity stripe, six for eight for 75% and 33 team rebounds total. Moving on to the Wildcats here. Going to shoot 25 for 53 for a 47.2 percentage. Four for seven from three-point line, 57.1 percentage. From the free throw charity stripe, 19 for 31 at 61 and a half. And finally, 45 rebounds in favor of the K-State Wildcats. Moving on to the next game in our women's basketball college docket here. Texas Tech Red Raiders visit the Texas Longhorns in the central heart of Texas. Big Texas matchup, Big 12 matchup. You know, and I love these in-state rivalries where it's the same state, same side of the state, um, same name at the, you know, like very much similarities, different colors, different mascots, obviously. Um, Texas comes into this game at number five. They were a 26 and a half point favorite. And the fact that Texas Tech held them to a five point lead tells me something. I need to start paying attention to Texas Tech a little bit more. They almost came up with the upset from the highlights and stats that I was watching um, before the LSU men's game came on. Uh, Jasmine Shavers going to drop 27 points, three rebounds, one assist, and zero blocks for the Texas Tech Lady Red Raiders, while Taylor Jones over there at Texas going to drop 19 points, six rebounds, zero assists, and two blocks. And normally, this is like a Madison Booker stat line, but I noticed as I was watching the tape and highlights of this game, Madison Booker was being guarded very, very well. I also think that, again, because of the time of year, people are getting sick, injuries are happening, um, you know, getting some healed up time, things like that. So obviously, you're not going to be playing your best, best, best ball right now, although you want to be peaking just about at this time right before March Madness starts. So we'll get into all that other stuff in another episode here soon. Uh, Moving on to team stats for the Red Raiders and Longhorns women's game. Red Raiders going to shoot 27 for 60, excuse me, with a 45% range, 12 for 25 for a 48% range from the three-point line, 6 for 11 for 55 and a half from the charity stripe with 30 rebounds. Longhorn's going to be shooting 25 for 55 with a 45.5% in favor of them. 3 for 12 from the three-point line with a 25%, obviously in favor of the Red Raiders with that 48%. From the free throw line, going to be shooting 24 for 34 at 70.6, obviously favoring the Lady Longhorns. And finally, 42 rebounds for the Lady Longhorns to get the five-point win over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Moving on to our next game in our women's college basketball recap. Kansas goes into Waco, Texas to face the number 24 Baylor Bears, and they end up dropping this one by eight points. Baylor did not cover. They were favored by just about 10 points, nine and a half to be exact. Going to win this one, though, for the Baylor Bears, 61-69. to Samaya Nichols for the Kansas Blue Jays drops 23 points, three rebounds, three assists, and three steals. And Deruna Edwards for the Baylor Bears drops 20 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and one steal. Um, Edwards, and I'm not going to lie, had a little trouble trying to pronounce her name prior to this, this cast, 
I love her name though. Love her name. Eventually I'm going to get it right. But it just, it, I feel like her name just accentuates the type of person she is. It sounds like she's super outgoing, super about basketball, about, you know, giving it to somebody, pulling, you know, as far as like competitiveness, the chippiness. I, I love to see it. I love to hear it. Um, I haven't watched too much of Baylor this season, but they keep, they just keep winning and clawing. And I kind of feel like they need to be just um, ranked a little bit higher. But I think because of the aptitude and the um, types of basketball being played around them, like outside of the Big 12, I think that's why they're ranked at that 24 spot. But hopefully this, um, this win over Kansas in their conference um, propels them up a little bit more especially with Iowa losing tonight. And we're going to get into that here in just a bit. Team stats for both the Jayhawks and Bears as it stands. Jayhawks going to shoot 21 for 58 with a 36.2% field goal percentage. Going to shoot 3 for 17 from the three-point with a very low 17.6. That stat shocks me. We'll go back to it in just a second. 16 for 18 from the charity stripe at an 88.9 with 29 rebounds. The Jayhawks are a good three-point shooting team. So the 17.6 for me throws me off. But again, like I say, any given game, any given day, any given game day, people can rise and fall to the occasion. And unfortunately, the Jayhawks' three-point shots were not falling. And it just happens. Stats for the Baylor Bears here. Going to shoot 26 for 58 at a 44.5% range for field goals across the board. Six for 21 from the three-point arc, 28.6% from there, obviously favoring them, almost doubling what the Jayhawks did. Free throw percentages across the board, 11 for 15 out of 73.3. Again, favoring the Jayhawks and 41 rebounds in favor of the Baylor Bears. So again, individual stats, team stats, all favor the Baylor Bears in terms of this eight-point win. And moving on to some of our games that we had tonight in terms of Thursday night women's college basketball. I'm gonna save the Iowa game for last because I'm I'm gonna, again I'm gonna go on a tangent and I want to make sure I get through the other two games here. So moving on to two of the final games in our women's basketball college recap here. Number 18, Utah Utes go into UCLA Bruin territory, who are number 12. Uh, we're number 12 going into this game. Get a big one. UCLA Bruins get a big 30-point win at home. Utah 52, UCLA 82. Alyssa Pippi, Papilli, excuse me, from the Utah Utes. Drops 20 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, and 0 blocks. London Jones drops 23 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block for the Lady Bruins. And I'm a huge, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, fan, I guess. I guess you could call it a fan. I'm a huge fan of, like, interesting spellings of names. And London Jones from the Bruins of UCLA literally spells her name L-O-N-D-Y-N-N. Like, I dig that. Like, that is so dope. Like, nobody would ever think to spell London like that. But I am here for it. That is such an interesting way to spell London, but I also spell Mackenzie with two Z's and a capital K, or some people spell it, you know, M-C, M-A-K, M-A-C-K, no capital, or they space it, or do like 
M-C-K-S-I-N-E or, you know, or Y and just so many different ways to spell names. But I just, I needed to put that in there because that was when I was writing out these stats and notes, I really loved how her name was spelled. So I, I dug that. Team stats for the Utah Utes and UCLA Bruins game here. Utes going to be shooting 17 for 53 for 32%. You'll go across the board. Going to be shooting 3 for 15 from the three-point at 20% across the board. 15 for 17 for an 88.2% across the board from the charity stripe with 33 rebounds. Moving to the Bruins here. Going to shoot 32 for 65 for a 49.2%. field goal across the board. 9 for 23 for a 40% across the board. Obviously in favor of them. 9 for 13 from the free throw with a 69.2%, um, with the 82%, or 88%, rather, excuse me, in favor of the Utes, and the 38 rebounds in favor of the Bruins. So again, big 30-point win for the Bruins. Um, obviously, team stats show it a little bit closer, but when you have as many elusive players as you do with London Jones and the other four, who are constantly changing, I feel like, for the, for the Bruins... The Bruins' five has constantly changed since the season, and I don't know if that's from injuries. I don't know if it's just because coaches are down there are trying to figure out what five, you know, can make a consistent run. I'm not sure. But sometimes it's trial and error when it comes to this type of thing. Moving on to our second-to-last game in our women's basketball recap here, Auburn going to go visit the Lady LSU Tigers and Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey and Haley Van Lith at the number 13 ranked team. Going to drop one by five points here. Auburn 66, LSU 71. Honesty Scott Grayson for the Auburn Tigers or War Eagles. I'm not really sure which one their mascot is. And I always feel bad because I don't really know how to address them. So I'm going to address them as I see fit. Um, honest just to God, Grayson, again, going to shoot 28 points, four rebounds, one assist, and one block. Angel Reese has a big game, and I love to see it, regardless of any of the vitriol and wild stuff that's coming out from the LSU Tigers' way. Angel Reese going to drop 25 points, 20 rebounds, two assists, and one block. 20 rebounds? But she's also six foot three, so there's zero reason why she should not have 20 rebounds almost every damn game. And, you know, you love to see it. You just, you really love to see it. Um, And apparently, because I mean, I started on the next part of our podcast here and didn't write down the team stats. And sometimes that's okay because mistakes happen. So we'll move on to my game that I'm going to rant about. The number two at the time, or number four rather, I guess, Iowa Hawkeyes go into Bloomington, Indiana and play number 14, Indiana Hoosiers and Mackenzie Holmes, who honestly kind of pissed me off tonight. I'm not going to lie. And I think I got pissed off because she was killing us under the basket. I was going to drop a good one here. 69 to 86 in favor of the Lady Hoosiers. Caitlin Clark going to have 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 blocks. Sarah Scalia for the Lady Hoosiers. Also going to have a big game. Dropping 25 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 0 blocks. Team stats for... The Hawkeyes and Hoosiers. And actually, before I get into these team stats, let me just preface my comments and ranting with the complete fact that 
Not every time I will lose this is it Hannah Stolke's fault. I'm going to get that out of the air right fucking now. Last I checked, basketball, much like any other sport that I've talked about, is a team sport. Last I checked, you have to have all five players putting in effort to win the game. Last I checked, Hannah Stolke was one of five. And really, she's one of eight, because if you include the starting five and the coaching staff, so she's really one of, like, ten, if you add all the coaches that are on the bench or travel to the game. I'm so sick of people being like, oh, it's Hannah's fault, the reason we lost. Well, last I checked, Gabby Marshall wasn't hitting threes or getting open looks. Kate Martin was barely doing that. And that's just because Indiana was playing Iowa so heavily guarded. It's a thing. I don't know if y'all watch basketball, especially women's basketball, or college for that matter, but if anybody has paid attention to the Indiana Hoosiers and how they have just been able to claw their way back into the Big Ten rankings in terms of the top three or four spots. Everybody knows that Indiana likes to sag off the ball until they come to your home court. Indiana was undefeated in Bloomington and they still are undefeated. Caitlin Clark, while she had 24 points, was chucking stuff up just to try to prove a point. While I understand, like, let's just chill out. Okay, let's chill the fuck out chill out, slow down, run the offense. I was very, very, very displeased. Um, In fact, I was pretty pissed off. But again, any given game day, a team can rise and fall. That's that's the point. Again, if if you don't like the cussing, if you don't like the vitriol that's coming out of my mouth, I don't care. You don't have to listen. For those of you who enjoy it, I appreciate you. Um, I'm never going to defend terrible play. For those of you who are just joining us here on the Mac Truck Podcast, again, I will never defend poor play at all, ever in life. I can't do it. This is also why we don't let officiating get in the way. Um, this is why we win the game by playing the damn game and not letting the officials rule the game. But the officiating was absolute garbage tonight on both sides for both teams like it was garbage for Iowa and it was garbage for the Lady Hoosiers garbage across the board like fouls that should have been called in Iowa's favor weren't called at all fouls that were called that should have been called in Indiana's favor weren't called at all or they were called on some stupid ticky-tack BS that didn't really mean anything because it was a sideline out of bounds play like it's just when does the officiating get better I just I would really really love to know that can somebody, if anybody can answer that question, I would be more than happy to have you on or we can get some coffee or whatever you want. Have a conversation, have a chat, have some lunch, get a soda or two, because I would really, really like to know at this point. Moving on to team stats for the Hawkeyes and Hoosiers game. Um, Hawkeyes going to shoot 20, uh, 26 for 67 for 38% across the board. 38% field goal. That's absolutely horrid I can't like I I'm just in fact I'm not even gonna say nothing else I'm just gonna move on gonna shoot five for 28 from the three-point line five for 28 that's 18 percent you want to know why that's because we were actually just chucking shots up 
instead of, I don't know, setting our feet and open for the looking, looking for the open shot, rather. And I apologize that I'm stumbling over my words. It's been a stressful night being an Iowa fan over here. I'm a little tired, a little under the weather if you can't hear, but it's neither here nor there. Moving on to the charity stripe free throw percentage, 12 for 18 at 66.7% with 33 rebounds. Moving on to a little bit better team stats here in favor, all in favor of the Hoosiers. Um, literally everything. Going to shoot 32 for 62 for 51.6% field goal percentage wise for the Hoosiers. 9 for 21 from the three point arc for a 42.9, so 43% because you always round up if it's more than five. Basic math. Going to shoot 13 for 19. From the free throw line, 68%, 68.4 to be exact. So it's 68 and 42 rebounds. I'm just going to say this. I was next game is back at Carver Hawkeye Arena this Sunday at 12 noon on FS1. I will be watching that game. And I promise you, if Iowa plays as badly as they played tonight, I may lose my complete effing mind. I really might. Really, really might. And it's not because I think I was perfect. I mean, obviously, I think my team is perfect because it's my damn team, and that's how I feel. And none of y'all gonna tell me how I feel about my damn team. However, realistically speaking here, I know my team's not perfect. Dropping four games does not make you perfect, obviously. That's a thing. Don Staley's team, Coach Don Staley, the legend herself, and the South Carolina Gamecocks, who are currently still ranked number one and have been since for, I don't know, the whole goddamn season. Again, excuse my French. But, eventually, somebody has to beat them. Don't know who it's going to be. It may not be anybody in the SEC, to be honest. This is the same thing that happened to South Carolina last year, though, when they went into the March Madness tournament. Iowa upset them, which is wild because they were pinned to the underdog, but Iowa had more of a tangible season in terms of ranked teams coming, you know, comebacks, things like that. Don Staley's team hasn't quite had to make a big, big comeback because they have won every single damn game, especially with with uh, Camilla Cordoza, who was out this past game just due to rest, and Malaysia Fawaili, who is a freaking G. If I had to pick like four players outside of Iowa to watch, it's definitely Malaysia Fawaili. Honestly, definitely Haley Van Lith from LSU. Honestly, Mackenzie Holmes, um, who again irritated the crap out of me because she I personally felt like you was doing too much. Like I understand it's all emotion, I get it's all you know, in the moment of the game, I get that. But you, girl, you insist. You was doing too much. Like, get the ball, get your rebound, get your basket, and move on. Like, stop staring people down. Like, you're not super intimidating. Yeah, you're 6'3", but you're skin and bone. I'm 5'10". I'm bodying you. But I also don't play basketball anymore, and I'm also 32 years old, and I have terrible kneecaps. So, point being, keep your emotion. Like, you got it. Like, show it when it happens, but don't do too much. Like... Because if this were a different team, some other wild stuff could have happened. Like the fight that broke out a couple nights ago on a during a women's college basketball team. Uh, can't remember the two teams off the top of my head, but it's stuff like that that gets things like that going if it's you know done to the wrong person. I mean, Hannah Stolke is 
one of those chicks who's just like, okay, like you made a face, like I could do that too. But if you run into any other person or team like that, it could be a different story. So I'm just saying, keep your facials in check, sis, you know? Like, again, obviously not able to control it a lot, you know, heat of the moment game, I understand, but don't do too much, sis. Like, go play your game and go be great like you are, but the whole stare down, not cute, not classy, like, couldn't go. But, you know, it is what it is. Moving on to some of our NBA recap here, and actually going to cut it a little bit short because I'm starting to lose my voice and I'm sleepy, you know, and all the, all the things, but we have to get the content out, especially for all those loyal listeners here on the Map Truck Podcast. If you were on this week, we got back to doing our video pods. I'm excited. It was great, wonderful. Was on with P. Scott this week. Had Zeb Mitchell and Evan Bradfield on the week before. Had some solo episodes, and now we're here ending the week on solo episodes. Podcast schedule is also going to change. We'll talk about that here in the next four or five minutes when we round out our um, content here for the weekday as it stands. Moving into NBA, a couple recaps here from tonight's full slate. Um, had a full slate, didn't have enough room on my stuff to write out everything, so we're going to get to some of the later games here. Um, Orlando Magic go into Cavs territory and get one 116-109. to Moritz Wagner for the Magic drops 22 points, 7 rebounds, 0 assists, and 1 steal. Jared Allen for the Cavaliers drops 18 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 blocks. Team stats for both as it stands. Orlando going to shoot 43 for 84 for 51.2%. Field goal percentage-wise from the arc, going to shoot 14 for 25 at 56%. From the charity stripe, going to shoot 16 for 18 for 88.9% with 33 rebounds. Rebounds also going to be tied here for the Cleveland Cavaliers at 33 as well. Going to shoot 39 for 70 for 55.7, favoring them. 10 for 22 in terms of the three-point arc for a 45.5, favoring the Orlando Magic. And finally, rounding out this NBA recap for this team, 21 for 26 free throws from the charity stripe. Unfortunately, still in favor of the Orlando Magic for the Cleveland Cavaliers at an 80.8% range. Moving on to the Knicks and 76ers game. This game surprised the absolute crap out of me, not going to lie. However, knowing how good the Knicks have been this season, it doesn't shock me. Knicks going to get one on the road here in Philly, 110-296. And mind you, the the Philadelphia 76ers rather were favored by one and a half points at home, which obviously, great. Okay, let's give them the upper hand because they're on home court. Sometimes having home court advantage doesn't give you the W, as we all know. Um, Brojan Bogdanovich, I love his name. It's so, it's so, it's like eccentric, and I I don't think anybody truly knows how to pronounce it unless you're from their home country. Anyway, Bogdanovich is going to drop 22 points, 2 rebounds, 0 assists, and 3 blocks. Tyrese Maxey, who I absolutely love. He's still young and still has a lot of potential and a lot of room to grow in terms of just basketball across the board. Not that I'm anybody to say because I only played in college, but just being a fan and being an avid watcher of the sport or viewer of the sport, rather, um, Tyrese Maxey's going to go somewhere. If he gets in the right situation with the right squad, 
and, and that's, not, that's not to say the 76ers aren't the right squad. You're just a bunch of your veteran players are unfortunately out with Joel Embiid being one of them. Anyway, Max is going to drop 35 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 assists, geez, and 1 block. Team stats for both here. New York going to shoot 48% from the field on a 38 for 79 shooting night. Going to shoot 44.1% beyond the arc with a 15 for 34 ratio from the free throw line. Going to shoot 70 and a half for a 19 out of 27 range and 45 rebounds for the Knicks. Moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers team stats here. Going to have 38 rebounds for them. Obviously favoring the Knicks. 12 for 14 from the charity stripe in favor of them with an 85.7%. 10 for 29 from the three-point arc. 34.5 favoring the Knicks, 44.1. And finally, 37 for 84 for a 44% across the board field goal percentage honoring the New York Knicks and the 48.1%. Moving on to our final two games here in our NBA recap on the Mac Trip Podcast. The Celtics going to visit the Bulls and get a big one on the road. They were favored by 7.5 and, and covered 129 for the Celtics to the Bulls, 112. Derek White going to drop 28 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks. Nikolai uh, Vukic, I don't think I said that right, but we're going to try it. Vukic drops 22 points. 14 rebounds, 2 assists, and 0 blocks for the Bulls. Team stats as it stands. Celtics going to shoot 45 for 83 for a 54% range. 23 for 47 for 48.9, so 49% from the 3-point arc. 16 for 21 for 76% and 36 rebounds. Bulls here, 44 for 94 for 46.8. 10 for 28 at 35 Point seven percent, fourteen for sixteen for the free throws at eighty-seven and a half, and forty-five rebounds. Again, another good situation where you can have more free throws and more rebounds, and not necessarily win the game. Moving on to our final game here in our all basketball recap as it stands: Lakers at Warriors. Lakers gonna drop a big one here by just about. 18 points, 110 to 128. My math is probably off, but it's also about to be 2 a.m. here, or 2.05, actually. It is 2.05. Late night here on the Mac Trip Podcast, but sometimes that's what we do. That's how we get it done. Anthony Davis going to drop 27 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 1 block. Chef Stephen Curry, the main man over there in Golden State territory. 32 points, 1 rebound, 8 assists, 0 blocks. How do you get, what I want to know is how do you get 1 rebound and drop 32 points? And sometimes you just have games like that where you'd be like, oh, okay, well, this is, this is it. Like, we're just, (laughs) we're just gonna, we're gonna get 32 points and only get 1 rebound. But obviously, you know, when it's in a game of that magnitude, you're gonna, you're gonna have those, uh, Going to have those moments. Uh, Golden State going to shoot just about 50% across the board for everything with the Lakers shooting just about 45 to 50% across everything. Golden State going to have just a couple more free throws with a 
61.5% to a Lakers 61.2% in terms of free throws are, are concerned. Lakers going to beat the Warriors here in the uh, rebound department with, I believe, 35 rebounds to the Warriors, 27. That does round out the entire basketball recap as it stands here on the Mac Truck Podcast. We've been going for a while, a couple stumbles. I'm a little tired, a little sick, but it's okay. It's a lot of time here. It's a full hour today, folks. It's going to conclude our coverage and recaps and such from the weekend. Going to start new podcast schedule on Monday as it stands. Um, we'll get into that here in just a second. Um, starting a new job, so everything's going to shift just a little bit, but you'll still have your daily content as it stands. And I'm excited, again, to still be sharing this time, space, and continuum with you guys. If Again, if you're not following Truth Barbershop in my bag apparel, Lulu's Designs, or CCR Webflow, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not listening to us, really listening to us, following us, interacting, things like that, I don't know what you're doing with your life. This has been the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie Brooks, aka the Mac Truck. If you don't know how to podcast, bang that follow button.